the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The destruction of locusts. And when this fifth trumpet is sounded, these demons will be released and they will devour the earth like locusts. But they're not going to harm the vegetation. Instead, it says, they will harm those who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Non-believers, non-Christians, those who have not trusted Christ for salvation and forgiveness during the tribulation period. The book of Revelation offers us great insight about what the end's days will look like. The book also should serve as a warning as to what life will look like for non-believers during that time. Many people think that they have time later to get right with God. The Bible is clear that our days are numbered and we can't be certain what tomorrow will bring. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing about some of the things that non-believers will have to go through because they never acknowledged Christ. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 9 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. It says here, as Jesus is stepping out of the boat on the other side, a naked, demon-possessed man comes running up to them, right? They're not even on shore yet. He's getting out of the boat, and here comes this naked, demon-possessed man. And I'm sure the disciples are climbing over each other to get to the very back of the boat, far away from this guy, and they're thinking to themselves, this is why we don't go to the other side. I knew this was a bad idea. In verse 28, It says, when the man who's demon-possessed saw Jesus, he cried out. The idea there is he shrieked and fell down before him. And with a loud voice, he's screaming this. What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. So this is the demon speaking here through this man. Verse 29, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man For it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles, and he broke the bonds and was driven by the demons into the desert. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And the demon answered, The demon said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. A Roman legion was 6,000 soldiers. And so this man could have been possessed by thousands of demons. Verse 31, and they, the demons, look what it says, verse 31, and they begged Jesus that he would not command them to go into the abyss. It's the same word, demon jail, the place where demons are held captive and bound by God. And so the bottomless pit, the abyss, it's the place where demons are held. It's it's demon jail. It's where demons are 
incarcerated. Now go back to Revelation chapter 9. Let me just kind of pause here and make a few comments before we go forward with the text. Uh, First of all, I want to say Satan is real. The devil is real. And if you're here and you think, I don't believe in a devil, I don't believe in demons, I don't believe in hell, you're wrong. The Bible teaches that there is a devil. The Bible teaches that there are demons, and the Bible teaches that there is a literal hell. Satan is real, and the Bible says that his desire is to kill, steal, and destroy your life. God has a wonderful plan for your life, but Satan has a plan for your life too. And his plan is to destroy you and to destroy your family. The Bible describes Satan as a liar, the father of lies, meaning all lies originate with him. He's described as a deceiver. He deceives us into believing lies and falsehood. He's described as our adversary. He opposes us when we pursue God and righteousness and holiness. He opposes us. He's described as the accuser. He accuses us. He condemns us. He's described as a tempter. He tempts us to sin. He tempts us to rebel against God. Second thing I want to say is in Matthew chapter 12, verse 24, Satan is described as the ruler of demons. There is a demonic realm. Ephesians 6, verse 12 says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. There's a demonic realm. There's a spiritual realm, an invisible realm that we don't see. There are demonic attacks. There is demonic oppression. There is demonic possession, like we saw in Luke's gospel. And let me say, if you're born again, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And so a born-again Christian can't be demon-possessed, because you're possessed by the Holy Spirit. But a born-again Christian can be oppressed. A born-again Christian can experience demonic attacks against them. It's a real thing. The third thing I would say is there is a hell. Hell is a real place. It's described here as the bottomless pit, as the abyss here in Revelation chapter 9. It's a real place that people go to. If, if you don't put your faith in Jesus Christ, when you die, you are separated from God and you go to hell. That's what the Bible says. Hell is a real place. It's, you know, it's funny to me how so many people... Uh, believe in heaven, but they don't believe in hell. And they like the idea of heaven and going to heaven, but they don't believe there's a hell. Heaven's real, hell is real. There is a hell. And the Bible teaches us and describes hell as a place of everlasting punishment, eternal punishment, and everlasting fire, everlasting burning, devouring fire, a furnace of fire, unquenchable fire. Hell is described as a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping meaning crying. People are crying in hell. Remember it says of heaven, there'll be no more crying in heaven, no more tears in heaven. It'll wipe away every tear. There'll be no more pain nor sorrow nor death. Former things will pass away. People are not humble or contrite in hell because they're in hell. They're angry and they're gnashing their teeth at God for all eternity. Their heart doesn't soften because they're in hell. Their heart just remains as hard as can be in hell. And they gnash their teeth. The Bible says that hell is a place prepared for Satan and his demons. God didn't prepare hell for man. He prepared it for Satan and his demons. 
And again, the only way to avoid hell is through faith in Jesus Christ. And here in Revelation chapter 9, we get a picture, we get a glimpse of what hell will be like. When this fifth trumpet is sounded, hell is released upon the earth. Look at verse 1 again. Notice Satan is given the key to the bottomless pit by Jesus. Jesus is the one who has the key to hell, the key to the bottomless pit, not Satan. Jesus has it. Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, Jesus said, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys to hell and to death. Jesus is the one who has authority over hell. He's the one who has authority over the demonic realm, not Satan. Jesus does. And he gave the key to Satan, it says here, with this fifth trumpet. And then verse 2 says, He, Satan, opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. You know, hell is a place of everlasting fire, and so when the bottomless pit is open, smoke comes billowing out, and the smoke darkens the sun. And then verse 3, Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And so now these locusts come up out of the bottomless pit. And some scholars believe this is talking about actual locusts coming up out of the pit. Uh, For example, William Newell, in his commentary on Revelation, he takes it all literally and thinks this is literal locusts coming out of the bottomless pit. And that's fine. But many scholars do not believe these are actual literal locusts. For one thing, the description of these creatures does not sound like actual locusts. Locusts eat vegetation. In verse 4, it says that these creatures are commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their forehead. So these locust-like creatures, they don't eat the vegetation. They attack humans. Plus, we're told in verse 11 that these creatures have a king ruling over them named Apollyon. In Proverbs chapter 30, verse 27, we're told that locusts have no king, yet they advance in ranks. They don't have a leader. They just naturally advance in ranks. But here, these locusts have a king. Plus, there's the description of the locusts, verses 7 to verse 10 that we'll look at when we get there. But that description doesn't sound like any locusts I've ever seen. So many scholars believe that these are actually demons that are released from the bottomless pit. And John is just describing what he sees. And to him, this is what they look like. They have the appearance somewhat of locusts. And so during this fifth trumpet judgment, this first woe, During this fifth trumpet judgment, the bottomless pit, hell is opened up and swarms of demons are set loose on the earth like locusts filling the earth. You just have this this, uh, demonic invasion out of the pit of hell, literally. And so part of God's judgment during the tribulation period, remember the church isn't going to be here for this, thank God. Part of the judgment is just this you know, unrestricted demonic activity and demonic attacks just unleashed on the earth like never before. It's interesting that John would describe 
these swarms of demons as locusts. Frequently in the Bible, locusts are used as a form of God's judgment. Here God is judging the earth. And locusts are greatly feared, or were greatly feared in the ancient world, because locusts would come in and they would completely devastate a land. Just devour it. Devour every green thing in their path, and there was nothing anyone could do to stop them. If a swarm of locusts came into your town, your village, or your crops, all you could do is stand there and watch them devour the land. And in some cases, they they can devour a whole field of crops in minutes. Just destroy it. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Listen to how the prophet Joel describes the devastation of locusts. This is what it says. Ahead of them, the land lies as beautiful as the Garden of Eden. Behind them is nothing but desolation. Not one thing escapes. The destruction of locusts. And when this fifth trumpet is sounded, these demons will be released and they will devour the earth like locusts. But they're not going to harm the vegetation. Instead, it says, they will harm those who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Non-believers, non-Christians, those who have not trusted Christ for salvation and forgiveness during the tribulation period. They'll be attacked by these demonic, locust-like creatures. Christians will be spared. They'll be protected. So God makes a distinction here between those who belong to Him and those who do not belong to Him. Those who belong to Him will be spared. And I think it's impossible to imagine, just for a moment, consider the fact that here you have these demons who have been incarcerated in the bottomless pit for thousands of years, and now they're released on the earth without any restriction. They're just turned loose. I mean, imagine if all of our maximum security prisons and all the inmates on death row were just turned loose on the streets to do whatever they want. Here you have the demonic realm. You have hell turned loose. On the earth. What is that going to be like? I don't know. I'm glad I'm not going to be here to find out either, you know. Look at verse 5 and the description of their attack on non believers. They were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days, men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die and death will flee from them. 
So John says that they'll torment man for five months. Their torment will be like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes or when it stings. Now, the Apostle John uh, penned the book of Revelation. John, as you know, was from Israel. He's from the Galilee region. He's writing the book of Revelation on the island of Patmos and the Mediterranean Sea. And so as I was studying that, they got me thinking, well, what kind of scorpions do they have in that region of the world? In John's mind, John's context, what's a scorpion to him? What's a scorpion sting like to the Apostle John and and, his, his kind of world context? What's the effect of that scorpion on man? And so I did a little reading this week, and there is a scorpion that is found all throughout that Mediterranean region, North Africa, up through Israel, into Lebanon, even over to Arabia, uh, that is called an Israeli yellow scorpion. It's the most common scorpion in that area. An Israeli yellow scorpion. It's also known by the name the Death Stalker scorpion. How do you like that name? The Death Stalker scorpion. It's actually the deadliest scorpion in the world. 75% of the deaths in the world from scorpion stings are from death stalker scorpions in the Middle East. And listen to the symptoms caused by a sting from a death stalker scorpion. It has a neurotoxin in its venom that attacks the nervous system. And when you're stung by the death stalker scorpion, its venom causes all of your muscles and your body to flex at one time. And so you become rigid. Just imagine, you know, your whole body in one big muscle cramp. Now imagine that lasting for five months. I could stop right there with a description of, uh, of what happens when you're stung by these things. And it says people will want to die from the experience of it. The sting of this scorpion causes intense burning sensation throughout the entire body, like fire in your body. It causes unbearable pain, fever, convulsions, vomiting, uncontrolled drooling, blurred vision, difficulty breathing, and paralysis. And again, this doesn't last for a few hours or a few days. When this takes place... It's going to last for five months. It says in verse 5 that people will be tormented like this for five months during the tribulation. They literally experience hell on earth. And the pain will be so intense that people will want to die just to escape the pain. But verse 6 says, they will seek death and will not find it. What does that mean? That means... People will attempt to kill themselves. People will attempt suicide, but they will be unsuccessful. The death will flee from them. So you're also going to have many people that are maimed from suicide attempts. And God just sovereignly is going to prevent their suicide attempts from succeeding. And it's all part of God's judgment during the tribulation period where people will not be able to die during this five-month Period. They're not going to be able to end their life. There's not going to be any relief from this torment. There's not going to be any escaping it. Just like hell. Hell is a place of torment. It's a place of fire and burning and pain. And there's no relief. And there's no death there. The worm never dies there. 
It lasts forever and ever, and there's no escaping it. Now, in verse 7, we're given a description of these demons. And I, I think the description not only describes their physical appearance, but I think what John is doing here also is giving us a description of their characteristics with the way he describes them. Uh, verse 7, the shape of the locust was like horses prepared for battle. Horses were known for their strength and their fierceness and their power. On their heads were crowns of something like gold. Again, he's just describing what he sees the best that he can here. And the word crowns here is Stephanos. It means the victor's crown. They will succeed in what they're sent to do. They're not going to be defeated. And their faces were like the faces of men, which maybe speaks of their intelligence. They had hair like women's hair, which possibly speaks of them being, there's something about them being intriguing, even though they're terrifying. There's something about them that is attractive at the same time. Hair like women's hair. Their teeth were like lion's teeth. They have the ability to destroy and devour And they had breastplates like breastplates of iron. They're invincible. They're unstoppable. And the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. That would strike fear in the hearts of the bravest person. An example of that is in 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 6, where the Assyrian army is coming against Israel And God caused them to hear the sound of chariots. And they all ran for their lives at just the sound of it. So this strikes fear. Just the sound of that strikes fear in people. And they had tails like scorpions. And there were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them. The angel of the bottomless pit. That's his title whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, which means destruction. But in Greek, he has the name Apollyon, which means destroyer. He's leading these demons, and these demons are sent upon the earth you know, to just torment the human race for five months. And then John reminds us in verse 12, finally, he says, One woe is past. This is just the first woe. And behold, there's still two more to go that are going to come after these things. Now listen, God is sending this judgment upon the earth at the end of the age to try to get people to repent and to turn to Him. He's not willing that any would perish. It says in Ezekiel that He takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. His desire is that all people would repent of their sins and turn to His Son, Jesus Christ, for salvation. That's His heart. His desire is for you and for me to put our faith in Jesus Christ and His death on the cross for us. To put our faith in His shed blood and have all of our sins forgiven. And to be reconciled to God through Jesus. He doesn't want anyone to go to hell. And He gives everyone an opportunity to receive Christ and have your sins forgiven and receive salvation from the Lord and to know that when you die, you're going to go to heaven and be with Jesus and not go to hell and experience the torment of hell forever and ever. And so my prayer for you today, if you haven't trusted Christ, that you would do that today. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Revelation, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Many questions might arise as you listen to these messages about the end times. If you're wondering about something you heard today, would you give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about anything you heard today or to hear about how these messages are impacting your life. We'd also love to know about any prayer requests you might have. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. Would you be willing to pray for the ministry of Ring of Truth? So many listeners may be hearing life-changing news that they might not hear anywhere else. This is a tremendous opportunity to reach people who are lost and without a Savior. We value your prayers for these important messages that are going out. Pray that lives would be changed and that God's kingdom would greatly multiply because of the truth of His Word. Thanks so much for listening today. If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, we encourage you to go to calvaryec.com. Next time, Pastor Dan will continue on this peculiar book of the Bible, Revelation is one of the many that are curious about but find it hard to understand. We trust that God's giving you some clarity by listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.